everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Fill You In. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and after a brief hiatus last week, back here with another midweek show that is an extension of Phil at the Movies. I want to thank you, as always, for tuning in and hearing what I have to say on the matter. Just one movie to recommend for you this week. Did a couple rewatches as well, but one new film to recommend for you, and it is a horror movie, so for all you horror buffs out there, this definitely will be right up your alley, and I think uh, certainly a, a nice addition to a year that has had a lot of uh, successful and entertaining horror films, but this one, this one I'm going to recommend for you is on a whole other level. But before that, want to comment on some recent box office news and milestones. Barbie is now a billion-dollar movie. Yes, you heard that right. Barbie crossed the $1 billion threshold last weekend. The film has grossed $1 billion worldwide, and it is still going strong, proving to be the breakout hit, not only of the summer, but of the entire year. And I expect when all is said and done, this film will not only be one of, if not the highest grossing films of the year, but will be a strong contender come award season. In addition, Greta Gerwig, the director, is now the first female director to have a billion-dollar hit under her belt, and she frankly deserves it. This film is an amazing achievement, and it is continuing to resonate with audiences here and around the globe. Now, Barbie and Oppenheimer, as I have mentioned in the past, those were the two sort of big hits, if you will, of the summer, and Oppenheimer is showing no signs of slowing down either. The film has grossed over half a billion dollars worldwide, which is, I have to say, damn impressive for an R-rated three-hour film about the creation of the atom bomb. But again, a lot of it, I think, goes to the fact that it is a Christopher Nolan film, and he continues to generate audience interest and get people to show up and attend and see his movies. So there's something to be said. The power of Barbenheimer is real, and it doesn't show any sign of stopping. Uh, one other thing to mention on Oppenheimer. Because of the film's popularity and success in the IMAX venue, it is now being extended. Originally, it was a limited window. Most of the time, a movie that releases in IMAX is there for a short engagement, maybe two weeks 18 days, give or take. Well, Oppenheimer, because the demand is so high, is now seeing its run extended through the end of August. And frankly, that is the way to see this film. It was shot, shot largely with the IMAX cameras, and it is a towering achievement. It is an immersive experience, and again, that is a testament to Christopher Nolan's vision and skill as a director. But so if you haven't had a chance to, to see Oppenheimer, I would strongly encourage you to see it on the biggest screen imaginable, which, of course, is the IMAX venue, and you now have it until the end of August. And, and this is, frankly, unprecedented. Uh, I think that illustrates, uh, again, people's fascination with this movie, the, just the immersive quality of the cinematography, but, but also sort of to tie it into Barbie. These movies are events, and audiences have shown at least this year, they want to go to event movies. They want to feel a part of something. They don't just want another run-of-the-mill hackneyed sequel idea or a, another uh, runaround of somebody in spandex. They, they want movies that are fun, that are different, and again, are events. 
Barbenheimer, for all intents and purposes, was an event, and it was something to be a part of, it was something to be celebrated, and yes, it is part of the cinematic going experience. So, great, great summer all the way around, but I think the the strength of, of, of Barbenheimer is real, and I expect that studios are going to want to capitalize on this. I expect next summer, and probably the summer after that, to see other movies sort of not necessarily pitted against one another, but but sort of uh, you know released in unison to try to create a, a hype and sensation. And and I honestly don't think you will be able to replicate this. This was an organic experience that that generated from two polar opposite films, but by films by two acclaimed directors with a stellar cast and a unique story to tell. And I think. That will be hard to replicate. If, you know, you, you can't make a blockbuster sort of uh, you know, by design necessarily. It has to happen with all the right ingredients. Uh, you can, ha- I mean, just to compare it to The Flash, for example. I know I've mentioned this in the past over the last few weeks. By all accounts, The Flash should have been the big blockbuster of the summer. It was a superhero film. It had the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. This movie should have been you know, doing skyrocket numbers didn't happen. The movie is, for all intents and purposes, a spectacular failure. Now, I enjoyed the film, but at the end of the day, this was not the the blockbuster that the studio thought they had in their hands. And of course, Barbie proved uh, to be uh, to be the real surprise hit of the year. But again, I think that goes to that originality. People wanted to feel a part of event. And feel a part of an event, and also just organic uh, excitement. You know, not manufactured um, interest. To, again, to sort of tie it in with the Flash for for just another moment. There was so much hype and and notoriety for that film from sort of industry insiders. I mean, you had Tom Cruise of all people putting out uh, tweets or, or or statements about, oh, we must go see the Flash. The Flash is is a wonderful film, and it's it's the kind of film we need and I mean that's all well and good but I, I I don't know how that sort of gets butts in the seats whereas something like Barbie just just connects something like Oppenheimer it resonates there's a reason it's an event uh, and it's not being told it's like okay that looks interesting and people can see it with their own with their own eyes and that actually ties in perfectly with uh, the cinematic quote of the week, and I'm kind of jumping around here. I'm going to give two quotes because uh, you know, both uh, really resonated with me this past week. But just the other day, the acclaimed director William Friedkin, who famously directed movies like The Exorcist and The French Connection, passed away at 87. And I mean, just a, a, another towering legend, if you will, who, who created some of the most iconic films of all time, notably, of course, The Exorcist, which is widely regarded as one of, if not the scariest films ever made. But uh, he, I found a quote by him, and it really it resonated with me because it is so it is so on point and sort of ties into what I was just saying a moment ago about audiences and and trusting your audience uh, to be there versus just sort of manufacturing something. So here is his quote. But the audience is right. They're always, always right. You hear directors complain that the advertising was lousy, the distribution is no good, the date was wrong to open the film. I don't believe that. 
the audience is never wrong. Never. And and that really resonated with me because as we're seeing this summer, particularly in the case of Barbie or Oppenheimer, audiences are showing up for these movies. Again, for reasons I have alluded to before versus a film like The Flash or even Indiana Jones or the latest Mission Impossible movie. The audience, I'm not saying those films are, are bad by any stretch of the imagination, but audiences can tell. And, and again, you see a lot of times directors will try to come out and, and, and rationalize why a movie didn't didn't connect or why it why it failed. And and sometimes there are there are factors beyond anyone's control and again the, the, the term cult classic applies, but I truly believe nine out of ten what the audience sees and what the audience takes away is the true take. And if an audience connects with a film, they're going to sing it, they're going to celebrate it. If an audience doesn't, they're going to let you know. And ultimately, that's who that's who the movies are made for. Uh, sometimes, again, you could be doing it for, for personal reasons, but ultimately it's to show something to an audience, to engage an audience in a story. That's, I think, the... The, the goal and should be the intent of any filmmaker to to try and please the audience. Again, it's not necessarily delivering all the wants and needs, but but actually trying to satisfy them from a story level that that will resonate and connect with them. That they will then go out and and tell everybody, tell their friends, tell their family about, and, and, and so forth. And again, I think sometimes we sort of get lost in the the minutia of you know again this happened or that happened. When sometimes the obvious answer and the correct answer is that a movie didn't resonate, a story didn't connect, and 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 you have to trust your audience. Don't talk down to your audience. Don't talk above your audience. Talk to your audience. Talk with your audience. And I think if you do that, certainly in anything, but in the case of, of filmmaking, they're going to be there, and, and whatever you're you're creating is going to resonate and and click with them. And that actually works as a perfect transition to uh, to make as it relates to connecting with an audience. As I said, I have another I have one movie to recommend for you this week, a new movie. Now, as I, I mentioned at the start, it is a horror film. So again, if this is not your cup of tea, I understand. But if you are a fan of the genre, then I, I think you should stay, uh, stay and check this one out because it's from A24. And I've mentioned uh, my my love for this uh, this studio in the past. They always seem to put out original and inventive work, sort of out of the box, thinking they really trust the filmmakers and, and storytellers to to kind of go wild and, and unleash their their creative vision. One of my favorite films from this company is the movie Pearl, and I know I've talked about that many times on the on the show before. This is a supernatural film. Now, normally I'm not a fan of of supernatural horror. I prefer more either psychological or or the sort of the traditional. Uh, slasher monster film uh, but this movie really resonates because not only do you have a great cast in it but but it is so smart and it is so effective it hooks you right away and, and the basic premise of this film is a group of friends have discovered a way to speak to the dead conjure spirits if you will and they're using what is essentially an embalmed hand and it, it kind of becomes a game with them, where they're where they're communicating with with those in the great uh, the great beyond, and it almost becomes like a, a game of dare when you know they keep you know getting together and and trying to uh, you know reach out to the to the to the deceased, and then of course 
all hell breaks loose when they unleash a a, a supernatural uh, force and and it just it, it's pure suspense it's pure terror and it's one of those films that it it stays with you and it, it, it's rare that a supernatural film will resonate with me as I said I'm not generally a fan of of, of the subgenre but this film it, it is smart it is effective and it, it's an original story and that's something that I think is is great with horror because you can play around with with the tropes you can play around uh, with the situations but at the end of the day if you don't have something scary it's not going to be effective and and this is a scary movie and I I highly recommend it particularly if you are a fan of the genre, uh, th- this is going to be a, this is a, a definitely a film that's going to resonate with you. So I, I strongly recommend checking out this film. Talk to me. That is the name. Talk to me. I mean, what a what a perfect name uh, given given the premise. But highly recommend it again from A twenty four. This studio never misses, in my humble opinion, and kind of kind of continues what has been a strong year for for the genre and and frankly has has really been that way since last year uh as well horror is strong and it continues to do strong uh do well at the box office and i expect that to continue throughout the rest of the rest of the year and, and certainly into the uh into the year to come because horror films generally cost little money to make i mean not that you know 10 or 20 million dollars is is nothing but in comparison to big budget blockbuster, you know, action movies or, or uh, a character drama, horror films don't cost that much. And even after marketing, you generally can turn a profit with these films, which makes them all that much more uh, advantageous for, for studios to to back them. Because at the end of the day, yes, sometimes you can go in there for the cast and, and for the players, but you're there for the experience. And horror sort of ties into what I said earlier. Audiences like to be in on the experience. They like to go to an event. And horror movies, God willing, are always going to be those kind of those kind of experience where you want to be a part of something. It's an event. It's a happening. And, and Talk to Me is definitely one of those movies that I think you, you don't want to miss because it's not just another, okay, you know, I see dead people kind of movie. There, there is actually a compelling story, and it is really suspenseful. And 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 frankly, there are moments that are just downright scary. So highly, highly recommend it uh, for you to check out. And as I mentioned at the start, did a couple rewatches of uh, favorite films last week. First, uh, rewatch Casablanca. Haven't seen that for about a year. Always a wonderful time with that film. There's there's a reason it is considered one of the greatest films of all time and it just again i don't care how many times i've seen it always i'm going to enjoy watching that film uh the other film that i did a rewatch of last weekend was jaws 2 kind of you know, still in that that summer mode still uh still reeling from from shark week and while it doesn't match the heights of the original it is still a very entertaining uh film and, and as a sequel it does it does work and of course uh, saved by the by the presence of Roy Scheider as as Chief Brody, so there there are the uh, the three films to recommend for you this week. Of course, one new film being Talk to Me, which yeah this this is definitely going to be a one I shall be revisiting uh, later this year when uh, when October rolls around and I'm putting together my collection of of spooky movies to watch throughout the month. This definitely will uh, be a, worth a, a repeat uh, and then some. 
But uh, that leads me just to uh, to one more point that I wanted to to make before I give you the uh, other cinematic quote of the uh, of the week again from uh, director uh, William Friedkin. But there is a there was an article written last week, and I'm not going to dignify the article. I'm not going to even put it in the show notes. Uh, I'm just going to say that there was an article written, and it made the rounds on social media about going to the movies alone. And essentially how that is something that should not be celebrated or, or even applauded. Now, I'm not going to get into the particulars of why this writer d- decided to take this approach. That's, that's their decision. That's their, that's their pitch. But I would want to just say, because I've seen this sort of uh, discussion back and forth online, and I, I will just say I see nothing wrong with going to the movies by yourself. I frankly enjoy doing it. Again, I will go with a with a crowd. I will grow, go with my, my uh, movie-going squad. But again, when you go to the movies, you're not there for a sit-down meal. You're not there to break bread with, in conversation. You're there to watch something on the screen. You want to be immersed in a story. And to me... I find nothing more relaxing and frankly enjoyable than going by myself, sitting in a theater for two hours and being transported to another world, to another place and and, and engaging in a story uh, either on the smallest or grandest scale. So really just my point for this, other than to just say like it was a bad take for for an article, if you like going to the movies by yourself, more power to you. Celebrate that. Applaud that. Going to the movies is, frankly, a personal experience. And, and again, it's something that, yes, you can go with the group uh, and have an effect. But, but there's something intimate about being just you know, watching a film on, on screen and, and being there by yourself. Because you're there to watch the movie. You're there to be captivated by the story. And I will just finish by saying there is nothing wrong with going to the movies by yourself, just there's nothing wrong with going to the going uh, to the movie with a group. The only thing I would say, if if you're going to go to the movies and you're going to be distracting and and taking pictures and and recording stuff with your phone, uh, there's no place in that. There's no proper etiquette for that. You know, please show yourself to the exit door. But as far as going to the movies by yourself, I've done it. I still do it, and I say embrace it because at the end of the day, you're there to watch the movie. You're not there. For conversation, shall we say? But just wanted to, to make a comment on that because I've seen a lot of interesting takes uh, since this article was uh, was written over the last week, and and and, and notably enough, uh, uh, people have been uh, have been uh, uh, taking taking to social media and, and letting their opinions be known. And and I just say again, more power to you if if you want to go to the movies by yourself. I enjoy it, and frankly. Uh, I, I recommend it. So there's my my two cents on on that particular matter. But wanted to just close out with one final quote from the late great uh, William Friedkin, and this actually was uh, as it relates to his favorite scary movie. And this again coming from the director of The Exorcist. I've never seen a more terrifying film than The Babadook. It will scare the hell out of you, as it did me. And if that's not an endorsement for The Babadook, I don't know what is. Coming from the director of The Exorcist, I think that carries a lot of weight. But may he rest in peace, rest in power. Certainly contributed to some of the greatest films uh, of all time. But that is all that I have for you today. 
ran a little bit longer than I usually do, but I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this show. Of course, I'll be back here next week. Otherwise, you can catch me on Friday with Phil at the movies. Until then, everybody, take care and go see some movies.